Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week's episode, we are throwing it back with just a classic advice episode. We love reading what you guys need advice on and then, you know, sharing what we hope is reasonable advice. So this one, we didn't have any specific, like, requirement of, like, different topics. So it's going to be a very wide-ranging wide episode. Um, of course, we like to start with our weekly spotlights. So... If Sierra would like to start or if I want to start or... I can start. Um, I know we've already probably talked about all this. No, I know. I'm like, that's literally all I can think about. We watched it again. Yes. Not yesterday. On Sunday night. And like, that was my best watch. It never... It does not get old to me. Like, I've seen it five times now. and And I've seen it four. I've seen many people on TikTok who are also... Like, they've seen it... There's been plenty of people I've seen who have seen it more than I have and like all in theaters but I'm just like Sierra and I were talking because after every single time we watch it we just like debrief once again and if you I we kind of came to the conclusion that like you have to get it and if you don't get it then you don't appreciate it and like if you don't get it that doesn't mean you don't like the movie I've pretty much everyone in my family that I showed it to I think liked the movie and but I don't, they don't even know what getting it means but it's just like this subconscious like like wow. these there's certain scenes that just like fire serotonin in my brain and I feel like that's what it is and maybe that's all it is but like Sierra and I have started ranking just different the thing that we like the most usually throughout the movie is like the different <laughs> this is our like, favorite part of the movie performance scenes and stuff going on and a lot of like entrance related stuff it's and the entrances though to the performance and so also we started listening to like the Elvis playlist like who am I I never do this I never listen to movie soundtracks or anything and but when I listen to this soundtrack I can like perfectly visualize like the scenes that I love in the movie I don't even know what that alarm is if you could hear that it was probably supposed to be an a.m. it's 6 30 p.m. I probably set a 6 30 a.m. alarm that just went off I don't know if you guys could hear that but sorry if you did so yeah we watched it literally twice this past weekend because you can now buy it on Amazon Prime or YouTube TV or whatever else. And so, of course, I did that because I was like, well, I need to be able to have, like access this stuff whenever I want. And so I don't know when I bought it. I guess I bought it on you bought it last, last Tuesday. And then this weekend, Sierra and I were sitting, hanging around. We had nothing to do Saturday morning, but we had like a family reunion that we were going to at like noon. We just had like three hours of time. <clears throat> and I was like, I mean, I might as well. Because here and I don't have anything else we're watching right now. No. So I might as well put on the masterpiece of a movie that is Elvis. And then, so that's what we did. And then um, we convinced our dad at the reunion. I was like, hey, like, I bought the movie. So if you want to watch it, let me know. And I was kind of hoping. I was like, we could do this tomorrow. Like, in my head, I was like, let's do this sooner rather than later. Because, like, I want to show people the movie. Anyways, I will stop boring you guys so much with Elvis. This is just us saying, if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. 
And is it my, like, it's my spotlight just because this was my best watch. And I feel like I really, like, having not known a lot a lot about Elvis prior to watching the movie, it's taken me multiple watches to, like, really kind of take things in, like, fully understand what's going on. So. I, feel I like still sometimes don't fully understand what's going on. <laughs> Mostly, like, there's some characters, like, government officials that, like, I don't really know if I need to know anything else besides, like, they're government officials or not. But I've been like, who are you? I don't, I don't know who you are. Um, anything else that is my weekly spotlight? We had a family reunion, like I said, on Saturday. So um, what that was was just, like, our dad's side of the family kind of got together on, like, a RV site campground place because, like, one of our our aunt and uncle and their family like to do that. And so then it's kind of like an open invite of like anyone else that wants to come hang out, feel free. So we went and did that, which was good. I tried an Oreo Rice Krispie for the first time. Um, and the, it was pretty good. So that was a highlight. What else? Anything? I the know. Iowa State Fair is currently going on. I have not gone in probably three years, but Sierra and I are probably going to go Perhaps before it's on over. Thursday. Perhaps when you're listening. Maybe. Maybe there. Um, but I really want to get like a bucket of cookies, which is like what they're pretty popular for the Iowa State Fair. They're literally just chocolate chip cookies, but like they're so, so good. And then my other favorite pastimes for things to do at the fair is walk around the Varied Industries building, which is literally just like a bunch of booths. I don't know why I enjoy it. It's I just, just do. all straight up advertising. And then there's also um, barns that have like animals and stuff in them which are always fun to walk around yeah otherwise should we do like a clinical update sure i saw some people like in our most recent vlog if you guys want to watch our day-to-day life we have a youtube channel i think most of you guys probably already watched that but just thought i'd shout it out if you don't um so if you want to see us like actually living our life doing the thing you can do that but some people wanted a more of a recap of how things are going Um, I've seen a few comments, especially about me now being in a pediatric rotation. People are like, you know, how's it going? So um, it's going better than I had originally anticipated. If you guys don't know, um, pediatrics is working with kids. I have really no desire to work with kids. And like a pediatric specific population isn't just like working with any and all kids usually of like, you know, sports injuries or anything. Pediatrics specifically is usually focused on kids with like neurodeve- neurodevelopmental disabilities or like genetic disorders, um, sometimes like autism spectrum stuff, Down syndrome, like kids with conditions that make just like movement and stuff a little bit harder. So I've never really had an interest. I've had a neuro interest. So it's kind of like I'm going into this rotation, like keeping that in the back of my mind. Um, and it's been, I think, helpful for like realizing like appropriate steps in development of like, okay, I'm like actually understanding how this is going. Whereas like in the classroom, I could never keep things straight with, like, what's, like, rolling and sitting, then what do we do? Like, I don't know the order. Um, So I'm feeling better. And, like, I also just, like, I don't work, like, a lot with kids anyways. Just, like, in my life, I haven't. Personality-wise, Pease is probably not the place for... Sierra, it's not the place for me either. We both know that. Like, I... Yes, I did coach gymnastics. I got out of, like, the youngest age group as soon as I could. Because, like, I just... I can't deal with them. Like, us, when we have our own kids, good luck. Yeah. People are going to be like, why aren't you, like, talking like a child to your kid? And I'm like, yeah. I'm sure it'll be it's different just, then, okay? But I'm just, like, I'm, like, so not 
interested in kids and except I like think I want kids myself, but I'm just like, you know, if people have like a baby, I don't want to hold it. If people, although like my mom was this way too. And so that makes me feel better <laughs> because I feel like we were still raised appropriately. <laughs> but it's different when it's your kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I've been getting great feedback from my CI and like things have been going well, but like it was funny because one of the things she gave me feedback on and she knows I don't want to be in pediatrics. Like this was kind of a, a last minute clinical switch, but she was like, you know, just try and make things, you know, fun and like be like a little goofy and silly. And I'm like, I can't, that's not me. Like I can't do that. <laughs> so I'm working on it. Um, my, so my rotation right now is outpatient ortho, which is the same as what my last one was, but my last one, I was at the VA, and this one, I'm doing, like, straight-up outpatient ortho. Um, and so it's been good. What's been an interesting difference between the two is that at the VA, a lot of stuff was, like, people came in, it was just, like, a chronic issue. Usually nothing specifically happened. And so I didn't really have to, like, work my brain too hard to be, like, like, I never found anything super specific, except for, like, if they had chronic shoulder pain, it was usually, like, impingement or something like that. But it was, like... Or, like, if they had radiculopathy in the back, like, then that would be, like, a little bit more specific and helpful to know. But many times it's just, like, okay, so I'm not really, like, none of my tests are really showing anything. Let's strengthen. And so this one's been different in the fact that, like, I've had to think back to all the different possible diagnoses and stuff and actual, like, oh, if there's a specific mechanism of injury, what could have happened? And so that's been good for me but also I haven't worked that part of my brain in a little mm-hmm. bit so kind of been getting used to that a little bit I am slowly working in there haven't been a whole, like the evals are definitely different because I was telling you guys I was doing like usually two or three evals a day and um I have one this week and then maybe two next week it's a lot slower my CI is also like transitioning to a different location and that's going to be happening during, like, happening during my clinical. So I think that they're kind of, like, not putting evals on his schedule as much. But overall, it's been different. I've probably had to work my brain a little bit harder. But I've also been, like, eased in a little bit more. So it's working out okay. Um, I don't like my schedule that much because it switches between 9 and 6 and 6 to 3. And I would rather just have one schedule like one day in time is what I'm realizing so and I think it would be like seven to four or eight to five would be better don't like the sixes it's it doesn't pay off well enough for me that's fair like three is basically four let's just be like but six is not a seven no (laughs) I feel that I agree um yeah it's kind of I feel like that's really all I've got to catch up on clinical wise so um book update at least for me I don't know if Megan's read anymore but I, not. I finished uh part of your world I gave that one four stars I think it was a great romance if you're into that genre and then I also read the second book in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy you like five novel series those ones are pretty quick to read I read that one in one day I was very proud of myself um but that one was the restaurant at the end of the universe mm-hmm. And I think having read the first book and, like, knowing the writing style and, like, how you kind of just have to, like, be along for the ride, I enjoyed the second one a little bit more. So that's my book update. And now I'm reading 
Um, the moment I met you, I haven't started it yet, but that's like my last book on our romance shelf. So I figured I'd sweep that one out. Okay, let's go ahead and start pulling, start to pull up your guys's advice requests, and we'll see what we can help you guys out with. So, um, okay, are you going to be on the new story or the? I'm on the new one right now. Okay, I'll read the old one. So first one is. Okay, this is a good one. Hold on. Can we pause for a second? I have to say something that's funny. And it's like, you guys might find it funny too because we have a podcast, so you might have noticed this. But Megan and I were talking. And, um, when I am editing a video or when Megan's editing a video, and I know I do this, I talk very fast. Megan talks kind of fast too. But I feel like I talk fast and I trip over my words a little bit more often. And so like I notice that when I'm, A, like when I'm recording it, I notice it. And B, when I'm editing, I'm like, uh, I hate like how many times I have to read say what I'm trying to say. So Megan was like, "Have you ever thought about like seeing a speech language pathologist?" And I was like, "I just like, I was like, obviously I edit the videos too, and it's just it's more commonly seared. I than swear, me. guys. And so I'm, every time it happens, like in my head, it's just like speech language pathologist. Yeah. So I was laughing because I was like, I've legitimately thought about that, but I also feel like it's worse when I am. In some sort of mode where it's like performance mode, where it's like podcasting or like making a YouTube video, it's worse then. I don't like stutter or like stumble over my words as much in real life. Mm-hmm. But maybe I should still go. I don't know. Okay, here's a good first one. Well, let me just know. Talking <laughs> about our clinicals and even like schedules a little bit. I see someone asking for advice on adjusting to a nine to five, and then also someone's asking for like balance with or balancing work life with personal life. So I feel like this would be good to kind of share just like our own experiences with like how we've been adjusting a little bit. And I also think it could be like a fun segue into like a short other snippet, which I'll get into because we'll, we have time to talk. So I don't need to like preface beforehand. Um, Sierra doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yet. I she don't, I can't read your mind. Um, so we've nine to five. First of all, like it's never, it's not nine to five anymore. It it's is nine to, to six, eight to five. These are nine-hour days, usually, if you have, like, yeah. an hour lunch. My I also am kind of, like... Kind of like, eight to six, usually. Yeah. Although she gets out early on Fridays. But I am realizing, I'm, like, do we really need hour-long lunches? Maybe when I'm an actual, like, physical therapist and I have, like, more documenting that I need to get done, I'll want the hour lunch. But, like, my last clinical, it was 7 to 3.30. And, like, that was a, that was a good schedule. Like, that's maybe the ideal schedule because that seven is, is not schedule. horrible to start. And then it's still your full eight hours. You only get a half hour lunch. But, like, I thought it was fine. Although, to be fair, it seemed like a longer lunch usually because, like, we had so many caps. Yeah, you got to. But my hour long lunches now, I'm just like, I mean, sometimes it seems like it's taking forever. But anyways. Um, yeah. And there's, like, nothing to do. Like, I know, like, your clinic, like, where you're at. And there's, like, nothing to really do, like, for my lunch. It's an hour where I'm at now, but, like, there's, like, a whole group of people, like, we'll, like, go somewhere. Not, like, go somewhere, but, like, we'll go all sit outside or, like, we'll go all sit in the gym. And so, like, there's a lot of communication. Like, today we, like, a group of us, like, went on a walk. So, it's, like, then I'm, like, okay, this is nice to yeah. an hour. I mean, I did have my mom meet me at, like, a food place close by. So, you couldn't lunch. do that with a half hour? I know. I, we, we didn't even take the full hour, so we maybe could. But um, it's been interesting adjusting also because... I feel like I have this sense of like, I mean, both clinicals, my first one and the one I'm at now have been like, okay and doable schedule wise. 
but it really is something that's like it starts to bother me if I think too much about how like little control I have over like my schedule and where I'm at and whatnot and obviously like we're still working under someone where when I have like an actual job it's gonna be like my schedule that I agree to I have PTO like it's really if I think about it too much I kind of go a little crazy with like I have the night right straight with no breaks until I have like my next week off like I can't just take like a half day here and you see the other people working there taking their half days taking their vacations because like they work there they can do that and I'm just like I cannot do that I'm not allowed to do that mm-hmm. and I know it's like it's only nine weeks at a time and then we get a full week break but I don't like not having that control so if you work an actual nine to five you at least have that whereas students do not <laughs> okay as far as like overcoming the schedule barrier I feel like part of it is that we are fortunate enough to like having been in grad school we had like that kind of set usually like eight to five ish it wasn't usually like luckily for us it was never like usually to five it was usually to like three or four yeah but we had that like set schedule of like time blocked off saying you are busy and like you can't do anything else basically and then I mean like with school it's like a little bit of leeway because it's like classes you have like some downtime here some downtime there but it like had that time blocked off and like I got used to like having to do things just, like, after 5 p.m.-ish. But I think what's harder being back in Des Moines versus in Iowa City is in Iowa City, it's, like, my after-night routine or whatever, like, when I got back was either working out, making dinner, studying, or reading. And, like, that's kind of, like, all I did. But, like, now I'm, like, oh, like, there's so much that I, like, could do. And so I'm, like, trying to figure out how I squeeze, like, all the things that I want to do here in town, like, in the after-work hours. I also like because I was thinking a couple days ago I was like do I really have like less I feel like I have less time now than I did when I was in school but I'm like realistically do I like I almost imagine it's probably like the same especially like the amount of time that we had to sometimes spend studying on the weekend when we were like actively in school you would think it would be more like not having free time when we were like actual we still are students but like studying and whatnot and but I kind of feel like I have less time now and I feel like part of that is kind of like the monotony of like a nine to five versus like every day the schedule was different when you're in school and so I think that that helps I think that if you have a job where things are more likely to be different on a daily basis rather than like the exact same you're probably going to feel like you're doing like you have a wider variety going on things are like different and changing up a little bit so I don't have like an answer but like it gets me personally thinking about just like what I want my life to look like after graduation or, like, job-wise, career-wise, career wise, whatever. Um, but I think Sierra and I try to have, if we can, it doesn't always happen, it's nice to have something to look forward to after work every day or at the very least at the end of the week during the weekend. And it doesn't have to be anything major. Um, like, this week we're kind of, like, it depends on weather because weather's been kind of finicky. But, like, going to the fair is something to look forward to after we get off work. Or since it's been nice out, going to the beach after work, you know, we don't have to be at the beach all day long. Going for the two to three hours, usually two hours that we do, it's nice. Mm -hmm. So you have that time usually after work. Um, Maybe it's, like, tomorrow we're both working later, so I'm kind of like, maybe we pick food up. Little things like that, just to spice things up um you could be someone who joins a 
adult like co-ed rec league if you're into sports like honestly we could get back into our pickleball nights that was more of a beginning of summer thing and we kind mm-hmm. of i see the stuff in my car every time i put my uh, <laughs> bag in and i'm like yep i kind of forget about it it's also been like so 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 hot to even like consider playing outside but it's getting a little bit more normal temperature again so if we wanted to could throw that back in the mix um it could just be stuff that you like look forward to at home too, like right. a spa night. It could be reading. A show you want to watch. Out. That's what we look forward to on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, that's Today's t- Tuesday. <gasps> See, it's. I was like, I swear there was something we were looking okay. forward to, and no offense, but it wasn't podcasting. Okay, that's weird because I was like, when you suggested cornflake chicken, usually my mind goes to like, oh, only murders in the building is out because that's like our Tuesday night ritual, which usually was a Monday night ritual when you're students, but now. But then I was like, I knew we were making it. I was like, oh, like it's the wrong night, but it's not the wrong night. So I don't know why I thought that. See, it's the little now things. Now we have something to look forward to. Um, Sometimes it's not having anything that you look forward right. to. And then, you know, trying to think of, like, bigger things to do on the weekend. Whether that, Sometimes that's even just, like, errands that have been on your to-do list all week. And you're like, I didn't quite get those done, but I'm actually going to get them done this weekend. So I hope that helps. Um, my little segue that I was going to, like, talk into, but it's, like, really there's no concrete thing so I don't know exactly like where I'm going with this but I wanted to talk a little briefly briefly about what immediately upon graduation life is going to look like for Sierra and I um we mentioned this in the vlog that just went up this past weekend a little bit but Sierra and I graduate in December and then we have basically a month a little over a month until we take our licensure board exam to actually become licensed physical therapists And then um, at that point, we also currently have, like, a trip to Hawaii booked kind of as, like, a celebration type thing. And I've kind of convinced myself that other than doing the occasional job search here and there, I really don't even want to start looking for jobs until after all of that. And, you know, we have the flexibility kind of to do that. And so, you know, people in our class, like, there's going to be some people who are interested in getting jobs like immediately doing interviews and applying like before we even finish clinicals and graduate um but I also it was nice to see at my last clinical um there was a student there too and like he had you know been grad he had graduated six months ago but he was still starting like starting his first job then and I do kind of think a decompression period of some length of time would be nice I just don't know how long that would be but it's just been things I've been thinking about. So I thought I'd just throw it out there. And the more I figure out, then you guys will know more. I have not yet decided what my job search will look like or when it will start. Because sometimes, like, when I'm, you know, working at these clinicals, people ask about, like, are you staying here? Are you going to – you looking at jobs yet? And I'm just like, oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm like, I'm planning on staying in town, but otherwise I don't – I don't know anything else. Don't really know. Someone wants advice for staying healthy and fit after being in a sport their whole life. So their example was being in gymnastics or dance, but I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to. It's kind of like if you grow up your whole life being just like this athlete and you're like an athlete all throughout high school and that's just your way of exercising, then, you know, most people don't go and continue their sport in college and all of a sudden they're like, I don't know, like how to work out or exercise. And so this was something that Megan and I were also, like, on the road to because we had, like, pretty much my entire life, I'd only done, like, gymnastics to actually, like, seriously work out. 
and gymnastics kept me in great shape. And then I knew, Meg and I both did, that we were not going to be doing gymnastics in college. So I was like, okay, I like see myself as someone who's like, I'm like, oh, I'm really athletic, really fit. Like, you know, with my gymnastics background, like I felt like, I was like, oh, like that wouldn't be a problem. Like if I had to go to a gym to work out, like I could do that. And looking back now, I'm like, no, I didn't know anything. And so kind of like knowing and like wanting to prepare myself for having to start working out on my own. Um, Our junior year of high school, Meg and I got a gym membership. And then like that continued obviously through our senior year. But we were like, we want to like figure out how to work out at a gym. And I think it's good that we started junior year because looking back at what we did, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't do like hardly anything when we were working out. And so I think that it was nice to have kind of like those two years of like build up so that by the time we hit two or hit like our freshman year, I mean, I wouldn't say I mean, we're even like great then. I know. Yeah. But we were look, better. I can look back at one vlog specifically where we're like in the squat rack and I'm just like, our form was horrendous. But you live and you learn. So my advice, I mean, you don't have to like start lifting. I think that's like the easiest way to kind of figure out how to continue working out is like getting a gym membership and either like going to some of their classes or like lifting weights, doing resistance training. Like that's kind of where my mind went to and that's what I typically do. But you can find other forms of exercise and movement. Yeah. The best advice that I would have for people just like wanting to make that transition and um, get more into working out is that you have to find something that's going to keep you consistent. And so whatever it is that allows you to do that, then that's what you do. And it could still include like a variety of things and not just one specific thing. But I feel like the common thing is like a lot of people think that working out automatically means going to a gym and doing lifting. It doesn't have to be that way. If you like it, then you can do that. Sierra mentioned group fitness classes. It could just be walking regularly. It could be, you know, going and being active with friends. Golfing is an expensive thing, but that was the first thing that came to mind. It could be pickleball. It could be tennis. It could be going and playing basketball with some friends. Um, Yeah, I feel like people get too focused on, like, one thing that they think they need to do, but then they don't love it that much, and then, like, they can't get themselves to keep doing it. And so... And I think, like, if you are able to and you, like, don't know where to start, like, taking advantage of personal trainers, if you can afford to, or, like, even your gym offers, like, a free personal training session, like, getting someone who, like, at least knows what they're doing to help you out at the beginning can be a nice thing to do. Also, YouTube videos are free if you want to, like, look up exercises to do online. Okay, here's another one. So this one says, I'm starting to shadow for PT soon and would love to hear any advice you guys have. Um, we do have a full episode from probably a couple years at this a couple years ago at this point uh, that was like physical therapy, everything, but I don't fully know how much we did or did not touch on shadowing. Um, my biggest advice is, first of all, it's not like, it's not high stakes or anything. Um in terms of like contacting people to shadow, I would simply. I search. literally didn't care. Yeah, I would reach out, email anyone. Um, if you send it to the wrong place, a, they'll see it and send you to like someone else. Exactly. See or because you could always call. I had pretty good luck with just emailing, so like I would say like go ahead and do that. But I would think like, hmm, what setting would I like to try and get into a little bit more next? And then I would 
you know, figure that out. And I would find locations um, that would be good to reach out to. And then I would find an email, which was usually like, I could find some email of some sort and then usually at least get pointed in the right direction. For larger facilities, it's usually like a little bit harder, but sometimes you can find like a student coordinator or something of that nature. And they sometimes can help they'll have you. like volunteer like slash student yeah. hours like on their website and stuff. So search through those and then find an email or call. And then I've never once been turned down. So you're probably in pretty good luck. I also feel like if you want, if you're really interested in one specific setting, don't be afraid to kind of like go into it in the email saying like, I'm thinking of trying to get this many hours or like, this is kind of the schedule I was thinking. And then that lets, that's at least laid out like upfront. Or if you're looking for something like more long-term, which is what Megan and I did the summer between our freshman and sophomore year, we were like, we want to like do this at a place for like a whole summer. Like mm-hmm. that's like where we got the majority of our hours. So like we kind of front loaded that being like, hey, we're looking like this is us separately being like, hey, I'm looking for a long term summer shadowing yeah. opportunity. Um, looking at coming in at one place I did four hours each week and then another place I did eight hours each week just because I had to be confusing and get multiple places. It was good. But like just like being upfront with like your expectations and then they can kind of work with you yeah. on how they can help you accomplish that. And obviously like there's kind of two ways to go about this. Like you are a guest in this facility's clinic and so you need to be like respectful kind whatever but you also like you're free and you're just there volunteering not really volunteering your time but like you'll probably do some like rehab aid tech stuff if you're nice so like cleaning tables off replacing the pillowcases maybe they'll use you um to like throw the ball back and forth with a patient that's about the max you can do like you really can't do anything as a student so I'd also say unless you're getting a job as like a PT tech and getting paid I really don't know if I would recommend going more than like four hours at a time because being there the whole day doing absolutely nothing is going to be boring. So for my long-term-ish one that I did over the summer, I was at a skilled nursing facility and I was there from usually like 9 to 12, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that was plenty for me. And it worked well. And I still like took a vacation because like I'm not being paid to be there. I'm just there to get shadowing hours so if you feel weird about being like oh I have a schedule going on but also like next week I'm gonna be gone on vacation like they don't really care because mm-hmm. I remember like we were going to the lake for like a week and I was just like how do I bring up that I'm not gonna be here next week and it's like they don't care you're not getting paid to be there they don't need you there I will say when you go into these opportunities keep in mind like a how often you're like around these PTs um, and like, keep in mind if you're going to need a letter of recommendation at some point. So like which PT that you're like shadowing, could you like see yourself developing a relationship with to like get a good letter of recommendation? And I was, it's funny cause I was just talking about this with, um, some of the PTs that are at the clinic that I'm at now, because one of them is being asked to like write a couple letters of recommendation. And so he's like, he's like, okay, I'm writing one for like the PT tech here, which is like, you know, kind of easy. Cause I kind of know him and like, whatever. But then he's like, but then I have like this other one that I'm writing where it's like, I don't know to say like he watched this session very well. Like, so make sure that you like kind of build that relationship to get to know someone. Cause like they can only recommend you based off of like how you've interacted with them. And so I thought it was kind of funny cause he was like, um, he sat and watched very well and he didn't go on his phone. Like that's <laughs> about like all I can say. Um, yeah. Which is the other thing. Don't like go on your phone if you're 
getting observation hours. Absolutely not. I also, I never brought a notebook personally. I don't really think you need to, but some people might find it handy to do that. I don't really think that I was like taking notes that I was going to like, it was going to prepare to prepare me any better for like physical therapy school. So it was kind of funny though. Also, like I probably could have learned from this because I didn't ask a a ton of questions when I was shadowing, but the PT that like I was talking to, I thought it was funny because he was like, he'd like turn around and be like, do you have any questions? And they'd be like, no, he's like, so you know everything I just did, you know, (laughs) you could do that yourself. Like I, everything I just did, you know, I, you know why I did that. And so I was like, okay, like, that's not totally fair. Like, sometimes we just don't know what to ask. But I thought that was funny. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Okay. Anything else for that? Make sure you keep track of them. That's the other important thing. And then also, like, get an email for contact stuff and, like, be like, do you need anything on your end to confirm that I was here? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it can be kind of tricky. I literally had an email archived for, like, three years with like hours from somewhere yeah i was like okay i went to the same place so the person was like moving and they're like here like i have the information so here's my new email and i was like okay i will hold on to this and i did and it worked but yeah it was kind of weird my turn mm-hmm. okay this one's a fun one how do you guys get your inst- or how do you guys get inspiration for new instagram pics i feel like i redo the same poses i love a good little instagram chat so I think that what I've learned over my years of, you know, being on Instagram and stuff, and I think Megan and I have developed, like, a pretty good, I think, honestly, like, it's almost a more, like, authentic Instagram, what we're doing now than, like, what we used to do. And so, one, I think fluid, like, fluidity and motion is going to be, like, the best way to capture pictures and, like, not so much a pose. Right. You really want to avoid, like, standing and posing. I agree. And so, like, I used to and be... And it's not going to feel natural at first either. So then, like, the pictures you're getting, you might be kind of like, mm, this isn't working. But you just need to kind of practice, maybe, like, even standing in front of a mirror. Like, what are some subtle, like, shifts in movement that you can be doing that look generally okay? What face position do you want? Do you want to be, like, turning and looking away? Is there a side of your face that you prefer that maybe you can, like, keep tabs on when you're doing, like, you're moving around in front of the camera? Or, like, if you're, if you know a few poses that you like, try and, like, find those poses, but then shift between them. Yeah. Because, like, I know, everyone's doing, like, the T-Rex arms these days. I'm doing it, too. A lot. Like, that's taken, you know how people used to do, like, the triangle mm-hmm. Dorito? Now it's T-Rex arms. And I'm doing it, too, but, like, you just kind of, like, have to shift your body weight, move, you can, like, hold mess things, with your, mess hair, your hair, turn different directions. Like, look different ways. I will say, like, don't move everything all at once. Because you don't want to be everything's here, then everything's here, everything's here, and then you're like, oh, like, I wish my head was turning this way, and then my hands are over here. And then, after a couple tries, look at what you've taken, and then you'll have those mental notes in your head of, like, oh, I wish, like, this is kind of there, but I wish this was different about it. Or, like, check the framing, check the angle, check the lighting. It's, like, that kind of stuff, too. Um, As far as, like, other picture inspiration, I think having, like, an idea of, like, in your head of, like, do I think I'm going to get, like, an Instagram picture at this place, like, doing this activity, like, Megan and I have tried to, like, stop going Instagram scouting. I feel like it just never works well for me. Yeah. And it didn't ever feel, like, super authentic, because then what do you caption that? Like, I went out searching for a place to take an Instagram picture today, yeah. and it worked. I found one. Like, Megan, we just went to our aunt and uncle's pool. a good example, isn't it? A few 
weekends ago or something. My most recent photo. Go check it out. And so as of now. was Megan planning on getting an Instagram picture? No. But I already had, I'd seen inspiration in the back of my head, like not even recently. I just like know I've seen like car type photos where like people are outside the car door. And so Sierra's car was in a pretty good spot. There was an open field behind with like dandelions. And I was like, this could work. So as we were leaving, I just told Sierra like snap a couple pictures, see what happens. She checked it, see, to see if she liked the lighting, the pose. I think we did a couple more and then we were like on our way and you were looking at the pictures in the car. And then also, like, I messed around with, like, editing stuff and how I wanted to edit it, like, for forever because I didn't love how it was looking with my typical Lightroom presets. I don't really know why, but I just wasn't vibing with it. So then I messed a little bit around with um, Dazcam or what's the other one? I only have Dazcam, so I don't know. I don't think I liked Dazcam that much. I messed around with it a little bit. The other one that I was messing around with was... Or wait, no, it is Dazcam. I also have one called Fimo that is sometimes fun, but I haven't used that one as much. Those like um, film photo type of apps can be like a fun way to like make a picture that you maybe didn't think was Instagrammable, like feel a little bit more just like, oh, that's like, it looks good. It's edited already for you in a way that works. Otherwise, I think that, you know, Megan and I love having just an album on Pinterest with like it honestly it's like inspiration for anything for anything it can be poses it can be locations it could be angles like anything to like get the creativity going of like oh I like that about this picture and there's times too where if I know I'm going to be doing at least like an activity of some sort then like I will go look back through my Pinterest to see if anything will spark inspiration for like like Sarah's just saying pose outfit like an idea for a picture and stuff like that so it's become more about we try to find, like, we try to do things that are fun just, like, for ourselves first and then, like, see what kind of inspiration we can find for it after the fact. And sometimes it's about, like, just not having any expectation and, like, if a picture arises, it arises. Like, I know Megan, like, we went pickleball. We went to a pickleball court and, like, played pickleball. No intention of, like, getting any Instagram picture. And Megan was like, oh, like, let's take some pictures. And, and again, and just, like, I'm looking like an idiot, kind of doing a couple, like, back and forth shifting poses here and there. And you liked them well enough. You posted yeah. them. So so you feel like a little bit dumb in the moment when you're kind of like, oh, like, let's take pictures. And then you're like, instead of just like standing there posing and smiling at the camera, you're kind of like shifting around and like. Also, if you have people in the picture, like look at each other. Try. Oh, so easy. Some fake laughing. So easy. Smile at each other. It's like the easiest pose and it almost always looks good. Yeah. I got a lot of fake laughing pictures on my Instagram probably. Okay. So unwanted advice on what we'd recommend bringing to college. So. Let's see. I Okay, I have to say first, this is what I wouldn't recommend bringing to college, but I literally saw this this morning, and like at five in the morning, because I worked at six, and someone was showing a TikTok. It was like a mom's TikTok of like their daughter who's an athlete. They actually went to Wartburg, and I was like, oh, this is an Iowa TikTok. <clears throat> but like there's this pasta strainer thing that you can buy, and we bought it. I don't remember Not what it was it. called, and they were raving about it, but like it overflowed in our microwave every single freaking time we used it. So if you have a clear thing, a clear rectangle pasta box thing, I wouldn't use it. Throw it away. If you see what you should get, don't trust it. Pronto Barilla Mm -hmm. noodles. Those are just microwavable. So much easier. Much less of a mess. A little more expensive, but much more worth it. It was just like, it literally overflowed every time without fail. And we would not, like, we were not overflowing the water. It was just It was just something we had to come to terms with. So I go, okay, we're making pasta for dinner tonight. We'll be cleaning out the microwave. 
basically. Um, things that you should bring. As far as, like, actual, like, class stuff, I mean, I always went with, like, the basic, like, get one notebook for every class. Have my little pencil pouch with stuff. I'm sure some people just, like, throw some pencils in. If you need a calculator, I don't know what your classes are. But I just felt, like, good with, like, here's a notebook for every class. And that was, like, at least a good start. Obviously, your class is going to tell you if you need anything else, like, any books or any, like, lab type of materials. I um, feel like bring up. A variety of clothes for different weather, especially like rain or if you're like stuff. an iPad or a computer girly mm-hmm. nowadays. I'm like, what did I pack for college? I didn't have my iPad yet until I'm like the end dorm stuff. But um, like get a good raincoat. I feel like I never had one, and then every time get it rained, it a was a backpack like, that's water resistant. You need that. Essential. You remember like that one? Like I think it was freshman year or something. Like or no, it was sophomore it was, year. It was just like a week of rain. And, like, I got, like, stuff was ruined in my backpack. And I had a water-resistant backpack. That's the thing. So I get a good one. I had my umbrella, too. Like, it was crazy. Get, like, rain, bo- rain boots. Rain boots. Rain boots that are decent. Um, you know, some people have things for, like, not carrying umbrellas themselves. But, like, get a mini umbrella and keep it in your backpack. Keep it there. Do not take it out. Um, I just leave it stuffed at the bottom of my backpack. And I've always been like, oh, thank God. What else? Dorm-wise, I mean, Sierra and I lofted our beds, which are like, I had, we had a bunk bed, which I don't feel like many people do that often anymore. People did not like that we did that. No. But if you do have a lofted bed or a bunk bed, getting something like a table that you can put on the side was like essential because that was where I like put my phone and stuff at night. Um, a futon, but I feel like that's also kind of like, basically everyone gets a futon, but I highly enjoyed it because sometimes, sometimes I would just sleep there because I didn't want to climb up to my bed. Um, but it's also, like, nice if we had any guests or anything so that they could sleep on the couch. Um, there was one time that Haley <laughs> slept on our futon, but it was after, like, we, like, had met up at this, like, on-campus gym in the morning. And then Haley was like, I don't feel well. So we were like, well, I have to go to class, but you can go back to our dorm, I guess. So then she <laughs> went and slept on our futon. She skipped her class because she didn't feel good Yeah, after a workout. That's a funny memory. I also feel like a Brita filter is an easy thing. Um, blankets. Shower caddy stuff mm, and flip-flops yeah. with the public bathrooms and whatnot. I don't know. It'll be fine. I really didn't feel like I... Like, I see a bunch of TikToks where it's like, oh, like, you need this. Like, you really... You'll figure out what you need. Yeah. Okay. Shoot, I just did what you did, and I didn't go looking for... Another. You're just trying to stay engaged in the conversation. Okay. Someone wants advice on how to make friends at their job. uh, Hold on. How to make friends. At my job, the people aren't who I'd want to be friends with. Well, then don't be friends with people at your job is my first word of advice. Be friendly with them, but your work people don't have to be your friends. Um, I would say it's like, I'm like not the person to like give advice. I'm like how to make friends. Um, if there is truly no one at your work, you could always look into becoming a regular somewhere. That's what everyone says. That's such like, I get it, but I hate that advice so much because it just sucks to go into something with like an ulterior motive where it's like, it's not, there's no ill intention. You're trying to do something to just simply make better friends. But then like, what if after the fact 
you like actually do make friends with this person and you're kind of like, well, thank God we became friends because the only reason I was even freaking going anywhere consistently was so I could try and make friends. You could try like joining some sort of like club, like based off of your interests. If you like look like Facebook groups and stuff or like, I don't know where else you'd find them like in your area, but it could be like a book club thing. It could be a sports thing. It could be, I don't know what else, but that's more my mind is going. Um, you could try Bumble BFF. That's like the only app I know where you can like search but for friends. But at least it gets like you and someone else on the same page. Like you're both seeking yeah. friends. So it's not a horrible place to start. Um, otherwise, like there's Facebook groups usually like in larger cities where it's like, um, I know like there's an Iowa one where it's like Iowa Girls Connect or something where it's like, you know, mostly like young women who are like looking for friends if they like moved to the area or something. And people, like, exchange Instagrams or Snapchats or whatever and, like, potentially get to know people that way. So those are the ideas that I have for you. But, yeah, it's hard to – it's hard, like Megan said. I feel like it's always, like, you want this to happen, but you don't want to, like, feel like that's the only thing you're trying to, like, make happen. Mm -hmm. So it's tough. Um, someone wanted some advice for starting high school, and there's also just one that I see about just, like, going back to school in general, kind of getting in that mindset. I feel like it's crazy since, like, we're not going back to school. I'm like, oh, shoot, like, school is starting for people next week. Yeah. And I'm like, nothing's changing in my schedule. Um, so in some ways, it feels like my summer is just, like, In some ways, I'm kind of like, oh, like, football's starting up soon, and then, like, we'll be going back for that. But advice for school starting, I think the sooner you can get back into a routine, the better. I know a lot of people like to let their routines go to the wayside and, like, go to bed whatever time, like, get up whenever. I would say at least, like, a week before, so probably now. (laughs) And get your, like, bedtime routine going, like, set your alarm at least close to the time you plan on getting up. Like, I think that's always good, so you're not, like, I got up at 1 p.m. this morning. I have to go to bed because I have school tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Also, so just, like, high school specifically, I feel like this is easier said than done because I was in high school too. I was going into freshman year too. And it feels like a really big deal. And it feels like you really want to, you want to change who you are. You want to present yourself as like this person and make friends with all these people. And just since I know I can't change that because like everyone's going to feel that way, just don't be so hard on yourself. Temper your expectations. If things like don't work out exactly how you want them to, because I promise you when you look back you're really not going to care as much. So try to enjoy it. You know, I'm all for like self-exploration and figuring out like who you are, who do you want to be? Because you're in a time period where like that's inevitably what you're going to do. But, you know, go about it safely and be smart and just like stay true to like who you are. And you'll be fine. And try to avoid peer pressure. And what else? (laughs) I'd say, going off Megan's point, because it's kind of a similar point, but, like, do things that you know you enjoy. Stick with, like, you don't have to, like, reinvent yourself. You can try new things, but you can also stay the same. And that's fine. Both options are fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so someone wants advice on how to stop being a people pleaser. And I can relate to this, because I feel like I try very hard to, like, make everyone happy. Um, my first thought is... I feel like when you try to be a people pleaser, you try to be someone that like molds their personality to what the person 
like wants from you and so like you're really not even acting like yourself and then is that really any better than like just acting like yourself and like you can always be I feel like it's better to just like be yourself and make sure you're still like kind courteous responsible like different roles that are expected of someone in different positions but like you don't have to be someone you're not and you don't have to like you don't have to be besties but if you're nice and kind and respectable then like you're probably gonna get along just fine mm-hmm. and I since I've struggled with this, with this before I've always like tried to remind myself of like whatever the quote or saying is where it's like it's better to be you know disliked for who you are than like for someone you're not because I don't even think someone has to like dislike you just because you're like not being a people pleaser but it's going back to Megan's point of saying like you just have to like be who you are and like generally people tend to be kind understanding caring and you don't have to like bend over backwards you don't and, have like, to vibe with everyone people. either like you could just be like I'm doing my best they're doing their best we may not vibe but we get along and we function just fine and sometimes that's okay too mm-hmm. and like you have to think about like does pleasing this person like take away from something that like I want to do like does it make you feel like gross and like icky like that you're like doing these things to like make this person happy and you're like it's not making me happy so like why am I doing it and sometimes you have to create boundaries and listen to what you want and all this quote just came to mind <laughs> I you know what you're thinking of. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it <laughs> oh, and like, you gotta listen to yourself yeah <laughs> and then you gotta listen to yourself you guys should know on that, that note on that note I think we finished the advice episode so Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope um, you got something from it. It was fun catching up, um, kind of just sharing what we've been up to. If you guys have any specific like episode recommendations or things we've already kind of done in the past or like just something new that you want to throw out, um, then let us know in any comments down below or you could DM us and we try to look at most of those. So yeah, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.